Another day, another day on the campaign trail here in BC. So let's let's catch up to what's been going on. Vancouver Sun's Vaughn Palmer joins us this morning. Hi, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Now, let's talk about this. Last 24 hours, I felt were kind of quiet. Everybody's still talking about this PST offer from the BC Liberals. Yeah, Andrew Wilkinson was out uh, defending it again yesterday. It was his big campaign splash on Monday out yesterday. I guess he'll be defending it again today. And look... um, Desperate times call for desperate measures. Uh, you had a very good interview yesterday with Kyle Braid, the pollster, and among other things, he said, I'm sure that the Liberals and New Democrats have similar numbers to the ones he reported, which mm-hmm. is a solid lead for the NDP for re-election. The Liberals behind, and whether you call it desperate or bold or a Hail Mary pass, the Liberals needed to do something to get the voters' attention, and... One thing about a an $11 billion tax cut, which is what it appears to be worth over two years, uh, one thing about that is it does get your attention. It's, yeah, it certainly got people's attention, but there's also people who go, this doesn't sound like the BC Liberals. Uh, no, but uh, times have changed pretty dramatically. The, the part that doesn't sound like the BC Liberals to people, because uh, they did do a big tax cut, the last time they took power in 2001, the part that doesn't sound like the B.C. Liberals is the part where Wilkinson says, no, uh, we're just going to pile this onto the deficit. We're not going to cut program spending because this is not the time to take away services and um, basically try to balance the budget on the back of program spending. So it's clear that Wilkinson's just going to let her run and You know, um, the New Democrats have already announced a $13 billion deficit. So if Wilkinson were in a position to implement this tax cut, it would push that first deficit, the one for this year, to $15 billion. $13 billion, $15 billion, like, you know. uh, (laughs) What's a few billion? What's to choose from between that? The real issue, Simi, is where do things go in the long run? Yes. And... The B.C. liberal history is um, when they want to get the budget into balance, they tend to cut spending, and the NDP history uh, is a little more on the other side. It's raised taxes, and I, I think that's a pretty fair judgment on the part of the voters. But look, I don't expect either party to talk about that uh, during this current election campaign. The pandemic And the deficits that are being run all over the place, and this deficit actually be small compared to the one they're doing in Ottawa or what's going on in the United States, uh, it kind of gives them a pass. uh, You know, talk to us later. We'll we'll get back to you on how we're going to balance the budget. And look, it ain't going to happen for a number of years. Uh, Let's talk about a little more about that Kyle Braid interview yesterday, the poll from Ipsos, that 18-point lead. We did talk about how that is similar to what they had in 2013. Yeah, so in 2013, Simi, I was sitting on the set at Global TV on election night with Kyle Braid and uh, the much-loved Deb Hope. And we were the political panel. It was supposed to be explaining (laughs) to the uh, viewer, what the hell's going on in the election? And we thought, and I predicted, uh, so it's all out there, that the 
New Democrats were going to win the election. They've right. been ahead, right? And Kyle, you know, when it becomes clear that's not going to happen, I rush off the set and obliterate the column I'd written, (laughs) congratulating Premier Dix (laughs) on the famous victory. Happily, that column doesn't survive anywhere. And Kyle was busy revising his polling numbers. So it's a fair question. Why is this different? Because in 2013, the New Democrats who were in opposition, uh, started with an 18-point lead or whatever. Well, I thought Kyle actually explained it pretty well yesterday. What's different? I mean, first of all, it's a B.C. election. The race will tighten up. That's all true. It's a given, yeah. And, you know, you can be surprised by what happens on election night. But what I thought was really interesting was what he said to you yesterday about why he thinks this is different. And first of all, you're dealing with a government that's ahead when the election is called, right. which suggests that the voters are not unhappy with the way things are going um, and that they aren't looking around for an alternative. Um, the other thing he said was he's polled, what are the big issues? So you've got the economy, pandemic management, all that stuff. On all of those things, the public approves of the NDP's performance. And the other thing he said was, when you asked him um, whether or not these are the sort of polls the parties would be seeing, he said, I'm absolutely sure the parties have seen similar numbers. That's why Horgan called the election, because he knew they were solidly ahead, and he was prepared to take the hit for calling the early election. And also, I think we see now why Wilkinson fit felt he had to do something dramatic or desperate or bold, whatever you want to call it, because the liberals knew they were well behind. So, yeah, it's an election. Things can change during an election. I still, on my office wall, see me at work, even though I'm not there anymore, (laughs) I have a reader embroidered something for me after the 2013 election, and it's a picture of the B.C. legislature, and underneath it says, Campaigns Matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your humility intact. It wouldn't be the first time you're dead wrong when you thought the outcome was going to be something. But I do think clear at this point, the odds favor an NDP majority. And we now see why the liberals are scrambling to catch up. Right. But as you point out, we can't take anything for granted. 2013, 2017 was similar too, right? We thought, what the heck is going on here? Uh, But let's talk about what we might end up with. Clearly, the NDP are are gunning for this majority. But Sonia Firstnow was asked about this uh, yesterday as well. We talked to her about, you know, with everything that's happened, would the Greens ever consider working with the NDP again? Really, Really interesting answer. Yeah, Uh, yeah, clearly she would, right? In fact, I think she probably hopes to be in a position where the NDP needs green support, so that, in other words, we're in a minority position. And uh, my colleague, (laughs) Rob Shaw, has got a lovely piece in the Vancouver Sun today, um, killing him with quotes, right? And what he's done is he's taken all of John Horgan's quotes from 2017 about how wonderful power sharing (laughs) is, How, you know, nobody has a monopoly and all the ideas and my pal, you know, and the Greens and we can work together. And now he's saying, oh, those terrible Greens, it's awful, you know, they, 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 you know, they have all these whims and pleading with the electorate to free him 
from having to listen to the Greens and give them a majority. And, um, yeah, Sonia, first of all, is prepared to work with John Horgan, but I'm thinking that if the NDP ends up with a majority, she'll be on a long waiting list of people that might want to talk to have to John Horgan. I'm not sure she'll get invited over for coffee right away. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, this the last couple of years were good for the Greens, right? Oh, I mean, fabulous. Yeah, and so for them, do you think it's particularly challenging for them as well? It's very tough. Uh, you know, I think if the BC electorate repolarizes, um, which tends to be our history. Um, third parties, they get votes, but they don't get seats very often. So that's the great fear for the Greens. Having said that, as we talked on Monday of this week, Sonia First and I had a very good first week. We're going to have debates here, and I can guarantee you they will be conducted with greater dignity than the United States last night, about which I will say nothing else. I didn't watch it, so... um, we uh, we can look forward to that as well. What? There'll probably be a radio debate and a TV debate as well. I think that's all being worked on. Yeah, I know. We'll see what happens, if that changes anything. Uh, thanks very much, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi. That is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun talking about our provincial election and interesting outcomes. He was talking the story about election night 2013. Oh, I remember that vividly. I was also working Bill Good on one side, Mike Smith on the other, and also Mike Smith just frantically rewriting his column for the next day as the results started to uh, come in.